Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Do you find yourself constantly working on your physique only to find no real results? Or are you officially fed up with your lack of progress in weight loss and weight gain programs? Then do I have a solution for you. Mecha Nutrition, build a better you. Choose from a variety of products including protein, carbohydrates, creatine, pre-workouts, vitamins, and more. Why choose Mecha Nutrition? Mecha Nutrition is a family-owned and operated sports nutrition store located in the heart of Bakersfield, California. Mecca's goal is to provide you, the customer, with the best customer service, nationally recognized products that you know are tried and true, and most of all, they have the best prices around. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact Mecca Nutrition via social media on Facebook and Instagram at Mecca Nutrition. You can email them or you can call the shop as well at 661-695-9061. Again, that's 661-695-9061. I've been using Mecca Nutrition products for over a year and a half now. And for someone with an extremely high metabolism, I can tell you that these products work. I gained nearly 25 pounds of muscle after using Mecca's select products in the protein and carb aisle with products such as Redcon 1 meal replacement protein and carbs, as well as Neil's hookups. So feel free to call the shop or email Mecca's general manager at Neil or Neil at MeccaNutritionStore.com. Rumor has it, if you mention Mecca Nutrition, you may come away with an added discount as well, but you didn't hear it from me. So go check it out if you want to transform your body and get into the best shape possible right now. Mecca Nutrition, build a better you. Show 20 for $20 off your next order at MechaNutritionStore.com. They're based in Bakersfield, California. We got a Bakersfield, California native on the show today. Yes, sir. Davis Ford, big baby, not so Glenn Davis. I'm going to call him that for the rest of eternity from now on. We're going to do some uh, baseball award show today. We're going to give out some awards, our predictions for the end of season awards. MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year. Uh, we also got a lot of new managerial hirings over the past month since baseball season has ended. I know baseball season's over. It's November 6th. I got that right. November 6th, correct. 2019. Look I at think, you go. I think this is episode 113, something like that. We've been, uh, we've been going at it for a long time. Yes, sir. And uh, Davis, you think we'll, we'll, we'll kick this one right off the bat. We were talking right beforehand before we came on. NLMVP. You don't think it's Cody Bellinger? I do not. Why? Well, the biggest thing that stands out to me is it's a whole regular season award. And the second half for Bellinger was not good. Post. Okay, so this is according to MLB.com. I'm not just All right. throwing these numbers out of the air. Post All-Star break, he batted 263 and only had 63 hits on the 170 on the year in 20 less games. Granted, 20 less games, yeah, so what? But he hit 47 home runs on the year. 17 came after the All-Star break. Really? You yeah. You hit 17 after That's correct. mid-July? That's that's not good. I think the that's last... That's not good at all. July, August, September, the last three months of the year, I think he hit as many home runs as he hit in March, April, May. 
Because they were literally him and Yelich neck and neck. Yeah. Until the All Star break. And like just these numbers alone, I think are a pretty good arguments why he shouldn't be. I mean, it's a full year award. You have to be able to produce for, throughout the whole year. That whole Dodger team produced because they won what 103 games, yeah. 104. Great so, pitching. Yeah. Great depth. Yeah. So like. Bellinger had a good year. He had a great year. Good first month and a half of the year, too. About at, what, like 4.30? It's a full-year award. So, obviously, the finalists are Cody Bellinger, Anthony Rendon, Christian Yelich. All have a claim at that title. Anthony Rendon, probably going to get snubbed, but had a great year for the Nationals. 100%. Got offered over a $200 million contract to stay in Washington. Didn't accept it. At least not yet. Yeah. I think it's still floating around there somewhere in Mike Rizzo's office. Yep. But he's a free agent, probably the biggest position player on the free agent market. Arguably, yeah. Um, it's probably going to be between Bellinger and Yelich. I'm still going Bellinger just because he finished out the season and his team made the playoffs. He helped his team get to the playoffs. Yelich's team made the playoffs, too. I get like that they made the push without him, but he's still a big part of why they're even there to begin with. And he still put up comparable numbers to Bellinger, and he didn't even play the last, what, month of the season? Yeah. If you let him play that last month, who knows what numbers he puts up. That's a fair point. I think I'll counter with Christian Yelich won it last year, and I think it's only fair to give it to Cody this year. Well, that's why we can't give it to Mike Trout every year. That's right. We should probably get into that (laughs) argument, because I argue that every (laughs) single year. Every single year. Mike Trout plays on the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, having made the playoffs since 2014. He's, he's only had one playoff appearance in his career I think he's batted one for 12 in that postseason yeah, appearance. Yeah, one home run, too. Yeah. I remember one home run in Kansas City was in Game 3. I think they got swept by the Royals. That's correct. They did. After being uh, winning best record in the American League that year, right? Yeah. And Mike Trout, every single year, is either in consideration, top two voting, or wins it every and single it takes, year. It takes record numbers to beat him. Yeah, and he's yeah he's the best player in baseball, no question about it. But his team never goes to the postseason, and there's so many valuable players that have MVP-worthy stats that take their team to the playoffs every they're, year. They're pitchers away from being in the playoffs. That Angels team is. Like, who did he compete against last year? Mookie. Like that, it was, I think he took second or third. I think he might have taken third behind Altuve and Mookie last year. But okay. Mookie, so he hasn't won it in three years. So I don't want to over exaggerate. Yeah, but, like, the first time he lost it, he lost it to Cabrera winning the Triple Crown. Yeah. And then the next time he lost it, he lost it out to having, what, like, 220 hits that one year? Yeah, in 2017? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they just put up stupid numbers to beat him. It's just not even fair. And then Judge, I think, came in second in those votings. Probably. Because he had the 52 home runs. I, I don't know that Trout's ever been outside of the top three, though. No. He last won in 2016. Did he win in 2015, too? Yeah. See, back this is back. one of those years where uh, you obviously have a lot of contenders. I'm, again, very pissed at DJ LeMay. He got snubbed from the final three voting. I thought he easily should have been in the top two, especially after the first half that he had. I thought so, too. But after looking at Simeon's numbers, like I was telling you before, like, just... It, they're not as bad as I thought they were. That's yeah, just because I don't pay attention to Oakland. DJ LeMahieu wasn't even on the opening day line. He wasn't even in the opening day lineup. Here comes the Yankee fan. He was, he was a utility <laughs> player. He's a utility player. Everybody gets hurt in the whole next man up mantra that Aaron yeah. Boone had. He was the epitome of that. You know what's funny? You can talk about him being a utility player and next man up. Simeon had a better war than he did. All right. Give me your stats. Um, Insider Davis. Simeon had an 8.1 war compared to um, LeMahieu's like 6.2, I think is what it was. I know it's a 6-something. I can't remember the decimal. I apologize. Yeah, but again, my argument here is, to begin with, they signed DJ LeMahieu two years, $24 million. Everybody wanted Machado. Yeah. So immediately it's like, okay, this takes us out of contention for Manny Machado. Who the hell wants DJ LeMahieu? I want DJ LeMahieu. I'll take him. Like... Yeah, but he's coming from Colorado, a stadium and an altitude that enhances all your numbers. So you're telling me the 314 down the line doesn't enhance numbers, too? We're not talking, but we're talking <laughs> about Coors Field. Coors Field is known, especially in the altitude of Denver, Colorado. I mean, Nolan Arenado's numbers, I mean, you can pull They're it up absurd. on your laptop right now. Yeah. Absurd at Coors Field, not so great on the road. Yeah. 
You could say the same for Manny Machado once he left Camden Yards. I'm not, I'm not going to argue here that he shouldn't be a finalist because I agree with you he should be a finalist, but it's not like we're going a stretch with Simeon being a finalist after looking no, at his No, not numbers. at all. He had a great year, but at the same time, I feel like DJ LeMahieu was a serious contender where Simeon, you know he's not going to win. Yeah. He's not going to get the votes in Oakland. I don't think, I don't think LeMahieu gets as many votes as you're thinking. No, I don't think he'd win, I think but I'm saying they'd be third. closer than Simeon. I want to see the vote between them two for third and fourth. Can you pull that up right now? Or did, will we not get that until the, the winners announced? I don't think we get it until the winners are announced. So the final three are obviously Marcus Simeon, Mike Trout, and then the guy who I am predicting that's going to snub Mike Trout this year, because I think he deserves it, Alex Bregman. Yeah, I mean, the argument can be made. It's... It's Trout. <laughs> I mean, this okay. So this is Mike Trout. You can say arguably the best year of his career. Yeah. He just outdoes himself. Outside of strikeouts, it's his best year. And he had another down year at the plate. He only batted 290 this year. Damn. Yeah. I, I feel for him, man. <laughs> 290. What a schlup. Yeah. How dare he hit below 300? How many home runs? 40, 45 Five. plus. 45. He didn't play for the last month of the year. Yeah. He got it too. It took Solaire. A month to catch him in the home run race. That's how far ahead of everyone in AL he was. See, he was hurt for the final month, and nobody gave a crap because the Angels were out of contention. That's correct. June. Yeah. And he's still going to win the MVP. Yeah, because he had that good of a year. Bregman had a tremendous year, career year for Alex Bregman in his third season after graduating from LSU. Yeah. Leads his team to the World Series, and although he slumped I wouldn't say he led him to the World Series. I'd say Altuve led him once they got to the playoffs. Altuve and the two arms at the top of that rotation led him there. Don't you dare mention the walk-off home run in Game 6. I would never. Yes. Would never. We're not talking about that. We're going to talk about how Garrett Cole struck you guys out, what, 27 times? No, he only faced us once. I think it was in Game 3. It was maybe 10 times. <laughs> I thought he faced you guys twice. No, that was the Rays. He what about, struck what out Game 6. He didn't, no, he, didn't oh. pitch a game. he would have pitched game seven for sure. That's right. I do remember that. No, he had like 15 strikeouts in game one against the Rays and then he 11 struck out game five. Come postseason time, he struck out everyone. Except the Nationals, That's not correct. Ryan Zimmerman. Hashtag Mission National. I guess in game five, he shut down the Nationals. I thought that was the most insane World Series of all time. Every road team game wins one. a game. Yeah. I mean, that's the fun of it, too. That's never happened before no, in exactly. sports history. Yeah. That's I liked it. Like this World Series was unpredictable because of that. Like you had all these great arms. You're like, oh, it's gonna be pitching duel after pitching duel. Yada yada yada. No, offenses showed up. The bats showed up. As much as I hate saying, Juan Soto had a heck of a postseason. I'm not a big Juan Soto guy, but Soto had a big postseason. And then the veteran presence of Howie Kendrick, Struble Cabrera, Mike or Ryan Zimmerman just showed up. Kurt Suzuki even behind the dish. Oh yeah. Killed it. He Save. showed up at the White House the other day, too. 100%. You see that picture? I did not. With Donald Trump just grasping his, <laughs> his chest. Like, that's going to be a meme. Oh, yeah, you know, 100%. It's probably already a meme. Wearing a Make America Great hat again. Good times. Oh, but like, it, the Astros starting pitching and bullpen shat the bed yeah. in games one and two at home. Dominated in Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. Down 2-0 in the series when they had to. Like, that was best-case scenario, yeah. and it happened. Well, they finally got a game out of Grinky. Yeah, they got two games out of Grinky. Yeah. He was, his I, was the best still, start of his career in Game 7. Still to this day, don't know why he got yanked. I don't. A.J. Hinch went I mean, full Dave Roberts. That was my big argument. And if you're going to yank him after that, you bring in Garrett Cole. Why is Chris Harris coming into the game in that situation? I, I'm still just baffled at the fact he thought pulling Grinky after what he did those first five innings. Was okay. He made one mistake. And he he only threw, what, 59 pitches? Yeah. Why are you yanking him? A hanging slider at Anthony Rondon. You're still up by one. If you, And if you're pulling him in that game, you bring in Garrett Cole because you're not re-signing Garrett Cole. No. He's going to be on two days rest. You're not, you're not going to see him again in your orange and white colors. You'll What's see him, the in, point you'll of see him in red and white 19 times a year. Davis is an Angels fan, so. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why? Not bringing Garrett Cole if you're not just going to use him. If he if he gets hurt and if he's not valuable next year, well, who cares? why not even bring your Quiddy back in? He shut them down awesome. game four. Yeah. Why not bring Brad Peacock in early? He's looked good. Bring Verlander on 20 hours rest. I'm sure he would have done it. Why Why is Chris Harris coming into this game? Not even like Joe Smith. Not even like changing the arm angle before he brings someone else in. You bring in Chris Harris. 
Cole Lance McCullers Jr. <laughs> Why is Chris Harris coming into this game? That was just a meathead decision by A.J. Hinch. That's what lost them that game. He went for Dave Roberts. Did you see after uh, game five in the NLDS, one girl reporter asked Dave Roberts, so, uh, so uh, Mr. Roberts, after Clayton Kershaw's showing tonight after the back-to-back home runs, is it safe to say that his postseason numbers or, like, his postseason performance is, like, absolutely abysmal compared to regular season numbers? And Dave Roberts just looked at her like, I can't answer that question. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> Next question, please. He's like, I'm sorry, well, what did you say? And she had to repeat herself. Like, it's so, is it now proven that Clayton Kershaw's just bad in the postseason? I don't even think it's bad. I just think it gets put into bad situations. And he doesn't get run support like he does in the regular season. But he's still got to pitch out of it. I mean, it's proven at this point that like, yeah. it's just like you have to pitch better. Yeah. Like, if he has one more bad postseason, like even Dave Roberts has I mean, to say like if that. I mean, if we're yeah. being honest, after this contract's up, he's just going to go pitch for the Rangers. We're all pitching careers go to die. <laughs> I mean, they take him for like two years. Yeah. Shout out Mike Miner. <laughs> Back in Arlington, Texas. That's correct. Home state of Clayton Kershaw. Uh, on the top guy, let's talk about NL Cy Young. I don't think this is uh, really close to me. I think DeGrom wins it for the second year in a row. I agree. <laughs> Davis is also a Mets fan. So Davis is a Mets and an Angels fan. That's correct. Equal. I follow those teams to the day I die. <laughs> what happens when they play each other in the World Series? Seven games. <laughs> Is it, is it a win-win for you? Yeah, it's a win-win. I'm getting a shirt either way. Like, there's no... Like, even... Like, what about your dad or your brother? I, like, I'm sure my brothers would lean towards the Angels just because... They're close. Yeah, they're yeah. close. But I think if I'm leaning anyone, I... See, it's tough. The like, Angels last one in 02. Yeah, the Mets haven't won since... 86. Buckner. Yeah. Um, and they shouldn't even have won that series. Yeah. And we only won one game in the World Series in 15. I just think... If I, like with these teams right now, I'd probably lean towards the Angels just because I want to see Trout win a ring. Oh yeah, because he deserves it. And I think the Mets are make a couple appearances here in the next couple years, anyways. So, like I said in an earlier podcast, I don't know what episode I can't refer to it exactly. The Mets years next year. Oh, you did say that 2020 with Carlos Beltran, the new manager of the New York Mets. That's correct. So it was between Beltran. And it was between Eduardo Perez. That is correct. What was your take on Eduardo Perez, Davis? I was not a big fan. <laughs> say the least. Like, I don't know the guy, so I can't, like, comment Who do too you much. for? I don't even, like, I, I'd have to look it up. Yeah, like, I, I can't even recall. Like, obviously, he was a former player yeah. and an analyst. And, like, I, he's an analyst for ESPN. I don't necessarily agree with his takes on ESPN. I don't know how much of that is, like, scripted or whatnot. But, like, baseball-wise, see eye to eye to him very much. You know, they made a lot of good takes on ESPN. Yeah. Sometimes it just frustrated me, some of the stuff he said. And I was like, I don't know if I want that leading my team. I mean, I feel like ESPN broadcasts are just different compared to Fox or yeah. CBS. I feel like, or like even the local ones, Yes Network, SNY, Fox Sports West with Victor Rojas. Yep. I just feel like like Mad Bass version on MLB Network, great. Hate him on ESPN. A-Rod, substantial. Exceptional on Fox Sports, not good on ESPN. Yeah, and then they have Jessica Mendoza, who's just kind of there. She's not terrible. I feel like a lot of people give her bad raps just because a the ESPN broadcast yeah. is very bad. She makes a lot of. If I ever have to, things. if I have to listen to her say that Clayton Kershaw's curveball should be banned from the MLB again, though, I'm gonna throw something. See, if you say that once, though, that's not a bad comment. She says it at least two times. Every time he pitches on Sunday Night Baseball. Shut up. Shut up. We Jesse. get it. He's filthy with that pitch when he actually throws it. So the NL Cy Young Award winners, or the, uh, the candidates, yeah. Jacob DeGrom with the Mets, who we both think is going to end up winning, had another filthy year, looking to win it back-to-back years. Another sub-one whip for him, too. Uh, Ryu with the Dodgers, who started in the uh, All-Star game this year. Had a tremendous first half, not so much of a second half. Another Dodgers second half fall He didn't pitch bad again in the NLDS against the Nationals. His average, yeah, his, his ERA rose like 70 points, though. And then Scherzer for the Nationals, who's always going to be a candidate. Yeah. I don't I, think he edges out DeGrom this year. No. I think he'll be second. Uh, yeah, I think Scherzer's going to be second also. I think that's DeGrom, Scherzer, Ryu in that order. So who, it was DeGrom last year, was it Scherzer in 2017? I think so. Because he, he's won it twice with the Nationals. He won yep. it once in 2013 with the Tigers. That sounds right to me. He pitched exceptionally uh, well in the World Series. He didn't have dominating stuff, but he gave his team a chance to win. 100%. Strasburg was dominant. 
Oh, five and zero. Oh. I think him and Randy Johnson, the only two in history with yep. five wins in postseason. I think Strasburg is the only one that went five and zero oh in postseason history. Shout out uh, Justin Verlander, zero seven World Series play. <laughs> is he really? Yes. So he he lost in Game Two in 2017 against the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and in Game Six, I guess. Yep. And then Game Two and Six and oh or seven God. or six. My bad. His final three starts, so he had Game 5 of the ALCS against the Yankees. He lost to Yankee Stadium, and then the two World Series games. Lost after, at home both after times. After being dominant throughout the entire postseason yeah. against the Rays. And then he never won one with the Tigers when they went, too. And to think that pitching staff, just one second. They had Porcello, Sanchez. Well, put them in order. You're yeah. going from four to one. Verlander, Scherzer, David Price at one point. Yep. Porcello and Annabelle Sanchez. Yeah, that was the five rotation. They all have rings now. That's like uh, the Durant... Harden, Westbrook. Except none of those guys are going to want a ring outside of Durant, who already has one. I don't think Westbrook and Harden, but that's a completely different sport for another time. We'll talk about it in June when the NBA Finals roll around. Yep. But, yeah, the Tigers, uh, they're looking back at that one. Dave Dombrowski, who was their uh, baseball ops president at the time. Yep. That's a huge missed opportunity. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, A.L. Cy Young, Garrett Cole, I think he's winning. Justin Verlander right there with him at another phenomenal 20-win season in the regular season, even though his postseason numbers really weren't that great. And, of course, Charlie Morton with the Rays. And you mentioned it before we went on uh, the air. Garrett Cole, Charlie Morton, Justin Verlander, former teammates in 2018, all the three finalists, which is so scary (laughs) as as an AL fan. Yeah. Like, if they would have kept Morton instead of Miley on that Astros staff, they probably would have wouldn't have lost in the postseason. Now, that's another argument to be made. Why is Wade Miley left off the World Series roster? I don't think he... He pitched one game in the whole postseason, I think. He only pitched in that game three where he just fell on the grenade. I mean, ALCS, I could see, like, okay, Yankees are a heavily right-handed line. Yeah. But the World Series, why not? And some of their best hitters on that other team are left-handed. Yeah. Juan Soto. Adam Eaton. Adam Eaton. That's two and four right there. AJ Hinch right there. Yeah. Wade Miley could have came in the game seven. Probably yeah. wouldn't have fared any better against Howie Kendrick. But Nope. Howie Kendrick will hit anyone any day of the week. Uh, you got Garrett Cole, though? Cy Young? I actually have Verlander. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't, as long as one of them wins, it's not, no one's going to fight it. What's the stat here that you're going to make the argument for Verlander? They're all just equal. The, the only thing that's, like, glaringly just looking at me in the face, I mean, yeah, Verlander gave up more home runs than Cole. Yeah. Everyone gave up home runs this year. Cole had more walks than Verlander. That's a control issue. Strikeouts, Cole had more. Whip, Verlander had a lower whip. Like, War and Rar, Verlander beat him. Batting average against, Verlander beat him. Just all those kind of things just lean me that way. He had more wins. Their ERAs are within .08 of each other. Like, you can make an argument either way. Mm-hmm. So Verlander had 21 wins. Yep. Cole had 20. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Cole's performance in the postseason helps him out a little bit more than Verlander. Yeah. Though it is a regular season award, mm-hmm. technically. Like, they they gave up... Or Verlander had five fewer hits given up than Cole did. I still give the the edge to Cole just for his postseason performance. Yeah. I feel like he had a historic postseason. I figured you'd say Cole, so I said Verlander for the sake of argument. For the sake of the podcast. Yeah. We can't just agree on everything. Guest. Yeah. Um... We got NL Cy Young, AL Cy Young. Let's do Managers of the Year. NL Manager of the Year. You were pissed that Dave uh, Martinez from the Nationals got stuck. Yeah, there's no reason he shouldn't be on this list. What, 19 and 31 at the end of May? Yep. Coming off a absolute shelling from the Mets in that series, too. And they turned that season around. Come back to win the World Series. The guy's got a, uh, what is it, a heart uh, problem? Mm -hmm. What what is it? Heart condition? I can't remember exactly what it is. Was fired up in game six, got ejected from that game. Everybody had to pull him back. I'd love to see that out of a manager, though, when your team gets snubbed out of a call like that, though. Like, just any time in a game when you're trying to fire your team up, if your manager's not out there fighting for you. And they touched up on it multiple times during the season, where it's like he has to keep his heart rate down yeah. to a certain level. And he was obviously above that. <laughs> way above yeah. that in game six. So Tim's just showing the passion that he has for the team. And then come back, you win game seven, you pick up your manager after starting 19 and 31. He didn't make the playoffs in his first year, the year before. It's not his fault, it's Bryce Harper's fault. Yeah. 
Shout out to Bryce Harper. Brought he back to DC. He predicted it in, in spring training during his press conference with that, the Phillies. That thing aged so well, and I love yeah, the fact like that it aged that well. Ugh. You know he's just seething. He could say whatever he wants. He could say, oh, I'm happy for him. He's definitely in the back of his head a little pissed off. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, he made his money, but they really stuck it to him this year. Oh, yeah. So the finalists are Craig Council with the Brewers, uh, Mike Schlitz with the Cardinals, and Brian Snicker with the Braves. I really don't know where to go here because all three of these teams were playoff bound to begin with at the beginning of yeah. the year. I think I'm going to lean Snicker. Snicker won it last year, right, with the Braves? I don't remember who won it last year, honestly. I think it was Snicker last year because I don't think anybody predicted the Braves to win the uh, NL East in 2018. I know I didn't. No. I didn't predict the Mets to win it last year anyways either, so. I feel like this year the Phillies, it was their division to have. Yep. And they just didn't play. I think they, well. ended, up, they ended up in fourth. Yeah. So the roster ended up in fourth place in the NL East. Braves, Nats, Mets, Phillies. Phillies and then Miami. And then uh, that other team. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with the uh, Schlitz with the Cardinals. That's. I think that he'd be. This was one. their first postseason appearance in a few years, right? Yeah, the new roster wave for the Cardinals. Which, granted, the Cardinals find a way to be in the hunt for October, yeah. no matter who is on that roster. Yeah. But I just, to me, I just too many like veteran presence on the Braves. I think. I think he deserves it. Because outside of that top four, you had to figure out who was going to be in the lineup every day. I guess. And Cardinals did make their first NLCS appearance in, what, five years? When was the last time they beat the Dodgers in the CS? <laughs> it seemed like it was that every single year. 2013, they go to the World Series. Lost to the 2014, World. they lost to the Giants. Yep. 2015, they lost to the Dodgers, I think. Or no, 2015, they were in the... 2015, they didn't even make it. Either that or they lost in the wild card. So 2014, I think, was the last time. Because 2015 was Mets, Mets, over, the, Mets over the Dodgers in five, and the DS Mets swept the Cubs in the CS. So the Cardinals lost in the DS to the Cubs that year. So Probably. I think 14 was the last time they were in the NLCS. So five years. I give it to him. AL Manager of the Year, you know who I'm going with. Next man up mantra. You know who I'm not going with. Really? Yeah. Are you going to go Baldelli? Mm-hmm. Why? Because what stat proves that Aaron Boone shouldn't win AL Manager of the Year? Honestly, given everything he went through this year, I just picked that solely just on eye test. You telling me that Twins team is going to win 100 games with a different manager? That's fair. First year as a manager ever for Rocco Baldelli. Yeah, with that pitching staff, like outside of Barrios, who who they even really have? But the Yankees had James Paxton. You, okay, I'm going to put it this way: regardless of how banged up you guys got this year. You still had names, and you guys still should have won 100 games, even if you were healthy. That that Twins if team. If we were healthy, but we can, weren't. Yeah, but you still had the big names. Like who? LeMahieu. You had Glaber. So this was our lineup for um, about eight weeks during the course of the first two, three months of the year. It went LeMahieu. It went Talkman, I think. Talkman was there. Mike Ford. Uh, Austin Romine was our catcher. Gio Austin, Urshela. Austin Romine should not be talked down upon in this room ever again. No, I I've, I wrote an article about it. He's the best backup catcher in Major League Baseball. 100%. 100%. I'm glad we could agree on that. <laughs> Gio Urshela. Who the hell thought Gio Urshela was going to hit 25 home runs and hit over 327? Uh, I didn't think the average part. I could have told you he hit 25. Really? Yeah. He gets to play in Yankee Stadium for 81 games a year. Oh, my God. <laughs> Most of his home runs were pulled. I know. Um, uh, Mike I was like Ford, giving you a bad time Mike Ford, legendary stats with the scranton Wilkesbury Rail Riders in AAA. Comes up to the big leagues. Shout out to the Electric well. City. The Electric City, baby. Scranton, Pennsylvania. It's a terrible place to play. <laughs> that stadium is in the middle of nowhere. It's a pain in the ass getting in and out of there. Just... Speed bumps and potholes everywhere. It's miserable. Um, Clint Frazier, for a little part of the season, I thought he got snubbed in a big way. There's a lot of politics there with mm-hmm. Clint Frazier, which sucks. Alumni of the O Show, too. Shout out to Clint. Love Clint Frazier. That's going to be do. sad when he goes because yeah. eventually he's going. Yep. Uh, who else? Gardner. Gardner, who had a career year, 28 home runs as our nine-hitter. Couldn't have told you that was going to happen. No new, shot I could have told you that was going to happen. New, new, new. You know, they re-sign him to one-year deals every single year. This was the one year. It's like, all right, Gardy, this is his swan song. <laughs> it's 28 home runs. I'm like, all right, we got to re-sign him one more year. Yeah. Um, pitching staff, we didn't have Severino. We didn't have Patances. Barely had CeCe. I mean, he, he was a warrior to the end. It was, was, C- was CeCe's swan song year. 
He was along for the ride. Game five or game four of the ALCS just blew his heart. Heartbreaking. Yeah. You hate to see him go like that. Uh, who else? Um, there's a lot of guys because Didi Herman. wasn't there for the first half of the year. Domingo Herman. You still have Chapman, Britton, and Green, and all those guys. Conley. Green, we had to send down to the minors, so he was not great. Yeah, for first half of the year. Still, that bullpen's still nasty. Ottavino. Ottavino, tremendous in the regular season. Total mental midget. Come October. It's the Colorado Colorado Rockies mantra right there. <laughs> eh, you can't really argue that, but uh, I feel like I'm so... Oh, Cameron Mabin. Don't diss Cameron Mabin. Cameron Mabin. That man won us tacos last year. Dude, but still, like, you don't expect him to come over. He should have been... He was the, the odd man out once Judge and Stan were coming back. Then they yeah. got Encarnacion. It's like, okay, Mabin's gone, but then he got hurt. Yep. So then Clint Frazier was the odd man out, and by the time Mabin was reinstated from the IL, Stanton was out again. Yep. So Cameron Mabin... Which, in all seriousness, in the playoffs, you guys didn't even really use Stanton, which is no, weird. Cameron Mabin replaced him after the sixth inning in Game 3 against the Twins. He had a home run. Yeah. So I feel like Aaron Boone had to make a lot... Like, obviously, it's the players on the field who have to perform, mm-hmm. so he got lucky there. But Aaron Boone, for a team that you didn't have any of your star players... Throughout the entire course of the year, the judge went down, Stanton went down, Sanchez went down, Didi went down. I think the only two that didn't go down were Glaber Torres and DJ LeMahieu. And yeah. LeMahieu wasn't a starter on opening day. Yeah. And Ahar went down. Tulowitzki went down, which was not a shocker there. No. Five, no, not even three, four games into the season. Yep. How do you feel about Gregorius leaving? It's sad because, yes, they didn't tender him. They didn't uh, pick up his uh, option. His option. But this frees up space to go get a big-time starting pitcher if they want to throw money in Garrett Cole's direction or yeah. Steven Strasburg's direction, even though we're obviously not the favorites. Yeah. But I think CeCe Sabathia had dinner with Garrett Cole one of these past few nights and said, you give him the money, he'll sign with you. Yeah, we'll see. No, but Didi Rorius, it was a tough task for him in 2014. You're taking over for Derek Jeter. No man could take over for Derek Jeter as the shortstop for the New York Yankees. The only one that can maybe rival it would be Simmons with his glove. But I'm just saying from like a fan. Yeah. From a fan's point. From a vocal standpoint. No shot. D.D. Arroyas, tremendous athleticism, tremendous personality, was clutch every single year. Even this past postseason yep. when he was ice cold, hit the grand slam in game two against the Twins. Yep. I'm going to miss him. Yeah. But it just doesn't make sense anymore. You move Glaber over to short. Uh, DJ over his second, maybe Andahar comes back as your third baseman. You also have Gio Rochella, who hopefully it wasn't just a magical season. Maybe he'll be back next year as well. He's always a good glove, though. He you can have a ton of depth. Yeah. So it's just, it, it makes sense. you got to save the money. So farewell, Didi. And I think, Didi and I think you, what you just said right there, talking about the depth, I think that's why I picked Rocco. Just because of all that depth that you guys have built up, I don't think the Twins have that same depth. Well, let's look at the core of their lineup. So what, they had five guys hit over 30 home runs this year. Mm-hmm. They had Nelson Cruz. Yep. They had Miguel Sano, Polanco, Kepler. He had over 20. C.J. Crone hit over 30 this year? You might be up. right. C.J. Crone, though his average was awful, I feel like. Probably. Kepler. I'm looking it up right now. Home runs. Mitch Garver, 31. All right, their catcher. That was the guy I was thinking about. Snow hit 34. Cruz hit 41. Kepler hit 36. But that's it. it shows on here. Unless I traded for someone. Oh, Eddie Rosario, 32. Eddie Rosario. I looked See, that's over a it. deadly two through six right there. CJ Crone hit 25. See, how do you defend that as a starting pitcher? And like Minnesota, by all means, is not like a hitter's ballpark. But it's certainly not a pitcher's ballpark. Yeah, either. and you got to be able to put that lineup together, though, because you also have Marlon Gonzalez. Yeah. You also have Luis Arias, who came up and had a great year. Um, Williams Ostadio. Got to figure out where to put him in the lineup. Like, just to figure that out and get this team to 100 wins after where they were last year, getting absolutely torched in the wild card game, I, I have to lean that. Mm, I'm still going next man up on this one. Shocking. Not really. <laughs> Kevin Cash with the Rays also, the other finalist for this. Rays, I think I predicted at the beginning of the year that they were going to be one of the wild card teams. I, I'm pretty sure I could have. So they won 90 games a year before. I, yeah, I figured they'd make in the wild card. East. Yeah. Like they get no recognition because they're in the AL East, and they. So they but at the, same, at the same time, I don't think we could have predicted the A's get there. No. I thought we figured Red Sox, Yankees, Rays would all three make playoffs. Yeah. In what capacity? Who knew? And the Red Sox just again shat the bed. I don't. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what happened there. 
I don't, even, roster. I don't even want to like start to talk about no. what happened there. That'll be like another 45 minutes added on just talking about what went wrong with the Boston Red Sox. No, but the Rays, 90 wins a season ago. They had 96 wins, I think, this year. And they still have the worst fan base in baseball. Yep. How do you... How? The only team I think showed up less would be Miami. I think I think that yeah, people think, show up the Baltimore right. game. Well, they have a reason not to show up. Yeah. Their team isn't going to win more than 45 games. The Rays are a 96-win team that took the Houston Astros, the best team in baseball, arguably, to game five of the ALDS. Like, when that place was packed for the DS, I was shocked. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, we might get 10 grand. Now, was it packed? Because I went to a game at the Trop over the summer, and the entire upper deck was tarped. Like, they closed off that entire upper it deck. It seemed like it was pretty packed. I think they had, like, 30,000 people there, which is a lot That's for them. interesting. Yeah. Because it did sound loud, at least on TV. And that place was popping when G-Man Choi hit the home run, man. <sighs> G-Man Choi, another one let go by Joe Girardi. He's also a brewer. He also played for, like, 12 other teams, yeah. for being honest. Uh, rookie of the Year's. And our rookie of the year, I think, I think we both have uh, a winner there. But at the same time, it's a lot more closer than the AL. I think the AL is a runaway. So let's start with the AL rookie of the year. It's uh, Jordan Alvarez with the Astros, Brandon Lowe with the Rays, and John Means with the Orioles. Alvarez runs away with this one. In my the only mind. one that can rival him is Means, but it's not going to be close. No, and, and the Astros are a playoff contender. Alvarez hit how many home runs? Too many. Way too many. He had an abysmal postseason, but yeah, too many, season. too many to throw him in the middle of that Astros where they don't need any help. Yeah, compared to Lowe and Means, I just don't see it going any other way. Means, Alvarez. Means is the only other one I can make an argument for. Uh, and then NL Rookie of the Year, it's Pete Alonso with the Mets, Mike Sirocco with the Braves, Fernando Tatis Jr. with the Padres. The only one that could rival Pete Alonso here is Fernando Tatis Jr. and he got hurt. So Alonso's going to be unanimous. You think it's going to be unanimous? He has been in the two voting sessions I've seen. 53 home runs? Mm-hmm. So he just edged out Aaron Judge? Edged him out, though. His 53rd home run was uh, nationally broadcast on Fox. That's correct. <laughs> Say God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. I am your host. <laughs> Listen to me. Um, no, yeah, I just I, I don't think it's going to be close. So 53 home runs, what, what do you hit for average? Let me look it up. I, I right. want to say it was like 270, 280. Yeah, I mean, still respectable. Yeah. And now he's the polar bear, the, the franchise. The first, the first Met to drive in 100 runs since David Wright did in 2010. It's nine years. It's not saying much. It's still. Since David Wright, your captain, yeah. Yeah. Pete so now hit. You, so now you have Carlos wow. Beltran. He hit 260. I apologize. He hit 260. Wow. Really dropped the ball on that one. OPS and 941, though. Oh, but now he's the vocal point behind. You got uh, McNeil. You're the Mets fan here. Help me out. Conforto. Michael Conforto. I've always been a big Michael Conforto guy. Yep. I was sitting in game four of the World Series at City Field, Pepsi Porch, two rows in front of his first home run that he hit down the line. Yep. When then, I had a hot dog in one hand, a burger in the other. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. And then you have Brandon Nimmo, of course. Brandon Nimmo, who's, again, great personality, I feel like. Um, Dom Smith coming back off injury. Ahmed Rosario. Mm-hmm. Never been a big Ahmed Rosario guy. He's coming around. You can You've been say saying that. that for three years, but yeah. he's finally coming around. You can say that. Hey, he hit. Wilson Ramos. Ahmed Rosario hit 287 this year. Okay. Very respectable. I don't know if only he gets Cindergaard back in his we gotta sign him. mentality. He's a free agent. You got to sign him. Got to pay the man. <laughs> Zach Wheeler might be a fit in uh, the Bronx. Zach Wheeler's gone. Yeah. See you later. Good riddance. We traded Carlos Beltran for you. Good riddance. Carlos Beltran. The we, get Carlos, we get Carlos Beltran back, and Wheeler's gone. <laughs> As the manager. How do you think he's going to fare in his first season? I feel like he's going to be the ultimate player's oh, manager. I mean, yeah, but he got he got gifted a great roster. So did Aaron Boone. Look what he's done with it. I think we have the better pitching compared to what Boone's got. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I'm not going to argue that fact. <laughs> and I think they're talking about moving Lugo back to the starting rotation instead At of back to the, the regular season. Yeah. yeah. So Pete Alonso, NL Rookie of the Year, I think that's safe to away. say. Tatis, if he played a full season, it would have been close. That would have been fun. Soroka had a tremendous first half, really didn't perform that well. In the I, I'd half. be, I'm curious to see the Tatis Soroka second, third place votes. Uh, Alvarez, NL Rookie of the Year. You had Snicker winning NL Manager of the Year. I Schlitz. Uh, you have Baldelli. I have Aaron Boone for AL. Mm-hmm. Both had Degrom. You had Verlander. I had Garrett Cole. I have Cody Bellinger, you have Christian Yelich, you have Trout, I have Bregman. The awards, uh, Rookie of the Year, Monday, November 11th, 
Tuesday, November 12th will be the managers. Wednesday, November 13th, the Cy Youngs. Thursday, November 14th, MVP awards given out. We'll be back at some point in the next week to uh, review the results. Yep. Because I do think Bregman might edge out Trout. I hope not, but it could happen. I definitely think Cody Bellinger is winning NL MVP. I still, th- I think all three of them could win it. Like Rendon, Rendon's a dark horse. Yeah, he definitely is. I'm not counting. I've been, out. I've been saying Rendon. It's has not to like Simeon. I don't think Simeon's winning at all in the AL. Yes, I think Yelich is going to win it, but I've also been saying for the last month of postseason play that Rendon's the NL MVP. So like, as long as it's not Bellinger, one of the, I think Yelich or Rendon have a better case. And then the big one on, uh, I think it's Tuesday the 12th, Managers of the Year. That's the one I'm, lo- I'm looking out for. If Aaron Boone doesn't win it, I'm going like, to get on. an angry text from Jack either come way. Come on. Either that I was right or that I should have paid more attention to Aaron Boone winning yeah. it. I'm going to be pissed either way. <laughs> that's, that's the way us New Yorkers are. We're never happy. We're never satisfied. We always find the one thing, even when we win the World Series. Like there are some people in game six, ah, oh, we beat them by four. We don't deserve this shit. <laughs> it happens. Um, that's probably the big award I'm looking out for. It'll be. I honestly think the NL Cy Young will be closer than we think it's going to be. The NL Cy Young is going to be close. Yeah. I think people are going to look at, oh, Hunjin Ryu had a 1.6 ERA for the first half of the year. Yeah. I, it's a full year award. I'm going to say that to the day I die because DeGrom pitched the full year. In the regular season. Yep. Uh, you want to briefly go over the free agent wire before we wrap this up? Sure. Because there are a lot of uh, decent names out there. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest ones would obviously have to be Strasburg and Cole and Rendon. Well, like, obviously Cole and Strasburg will be the two. They're the two both getting maxes no matter where they go. Zach Wheeler, uh, Bumgardner. Uh, Reuse a free agent. Reuse a free agent. Nick Castellanos is going to be a low-key name that someone's going to pick up. He's going to earn a lot. He earned himself a lot of money in Chicago. So here's uh, MLB Trade Rumors predictions. I always love MLB Trade Rumors. I've been going to MLB Trade Rumors since I was eight years old for, for my news. For I always you. trusted them. Uh, here are the top five predictions. Well, this one's interesting. Josh Donaldson to the Rangers. Guess what the deal is that they have. Probably like two years, 20 mil. You would be wrong. Three years, 75 mil. You're kidding me. Yeah. I would not make that deal. Absolutely not. Like, uh, yeah, he had a good year, but how many more good years did he have left in the tank? Yeah. I was shocked he played that well this year. That's I why was, he only got a one-year deal. I was, too. I was stunned. Do you see how dead his arm was in his final year with Toronto? Yeah. Zach Wheeler to the Phillies. What's the deal? Guess that deal. <laughs> it's probably something gross. I don't even want to guess it. Five years, $100 million. He's not worth that. Not at all. He's not. I, I mean, if you're paying for, for the second half, I yeah. offer him three years, forty-five for, million at best. It's respectable. Like uh, three, Steven Strasburg to the Padres. How much? Eight years, two hundred mil. <laughs> or something stupid. Steven Strasburg re-signing with the Nationals. Six years, one hundred eighty million. He's not re-signing. He's we going home. Opted out, folks. That's making him what eighty more million dollars than the deal that he had existing. He had four years, hundred. I think if he if he wanted to stay, he wouldn't have opted. Okay, so if MLB trade rumors predicts that Strasburg's resigning with the Nationals, there's no way Rendon resigns with the Nationals. You can't get them both. You can have one or the other, but you so cannot get them both. So they predict Anthony Rendon back to the Nationals, seven years, two hundred and thirty-five million. So fun fun story. Um, a friend of mine um, thinks that the Angels are going to make a push for Rendon. Boy, wouldn't you be happy? I'd be ecstatic. I think the Mets make a run for him. See, you're losing I, Todd Frazier. Okay. <laughs> By Todd. By Todd. <laughs> um, but we still have J.D. Davis who plays third in outfield. McNeil can play third because Cano's got to play second. Unfortunately, Cano has to play second. Um, Jonas Cespedes is coming back to play outfield. Maybe. I, I say that with a huge asterisk. Who knows if Cespedes is coming back. And no, they also, asked Brody Van Wagenen the other day. They're like, but we really can't give you a timetable. <laughs> we don't know. He hasn't played for also, You also have to remember Jed Lowry plays third. I forgot about Jed Lowry. He didn't play yeah. this year. We still have another year of him under contract. Thing that worries me. And you have to pay Syndergaard if you're the Mets. Like, you, you, gotta, you have you to pay. You could, but you couldn't. You don't have to. You don't know what you're getting from him. I don't think anybody I, would overpay for him or take that deal. You still have to pay him, though. Yeah. He, he, Unless you get him off your hands in a big trade. But I don't think anybody wants him at this point. I don't think anyone does either. I think that he's got one or two more years left as a starter, and then he needs to go to the bullpen and just throw 140 out of the pen. 
That'd be interesting. But then again, I've said that about Shohei Otani needing to hit for eight innings and then be the closer. That's not a bad idea. It's not. I'd save his arm tenfold. Mm-hmm. And he'd throw about 105. Especially if you get Garrett Cole at the top of the rotation. You don't need him. Yeah. You got Matt Shoemaker. No, we don't. You don't have Matt Shoemaker. <laughs> have Griffin Canning and Andrew Heaney. Um, so the first one on this list, Garrett Cole. Guess the deal. Eight years, 200 mil. You would be $56 million short, my friend. Garrett Cole to the Angels, eight years, 256 million big ones. Sign it now. <laughs> Make it 356. Sign it now. Look at this one. Yeah, it's Monty Grandal to the Reds, four years, $68 million. Fascinating. What was, so he took a one-year deal with the Brewers after mm-hmm. denying a four-year deal with the Mets? Yeah. For like $50 more million? Yeah. Really didn't want to be a Met, huh? I was kind of happy with it. I don't, I don't necessarily like yes, Monty Grandal. What do you think about this one? Uh, Nick Castellanos to the White Sox, four years, $58 million. That is interesting. That White Sox team could be dangerous with him. They're getting close. That links out of that order. They are getting close. That, that would be interesting. Because Madrigal's got to be coming up soon. Mm-hmm. And Tim Anderson's in that order. Jose Abreu's got two or three years left. Well, I, I worked for the Charlotte Knights, their AAA team this summer. Their, their AAA team is way better than their major league team. Zach Collins, I think, is like their number fourth-rated prospect as a catcher. Yeah. Uh, I think he went like one for 32 in the big leagues this year, but... They still want to Castillo, don't they? Yeah. Um, who's the, the really highly touted prospect? It was, he was our first... Rodrigo. I thought... No, 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 no. Hold on. Let me, let me look up this bad boy. Uh, he's a second baseman, or shortstop. Dylan Cease was their big prospect in AAA. They called him up this past year. Uh, there's Ramon Torres, magical second baseman. Eloy Jimenez, uh, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, center fielder. Okay. He, I think he was their first overall pick in 2018. Was He had two grand slams in one game. That's crazy. It was his first game but in The thing about that outfield, though, where would Jimenez play? Jimenez would just be DH, yeah? yeah I guess he honestly played left. It'll make it work yeah. for the White Sox. And Giolito had a resurgence this year. Oh, this is a good one. Um, you talk about... Arlington being the places where pitchers die. Uh, high engine Ryu to the Rangers. Three years, $54 million. Perfect. Yeah, good for him. Swan song. Yeah. Uh, Odorizzi to the Twins. Three years, $51 million. Here's an interesting one. Marcelo Zuna to the Bay Area. San Francisco Giants. Three years, $45 million. They can have him. <laughs> oh, this one breaks my heart. Didi Gregorius to the Reds. Three years, $42 million. That's a good deal for them. They don't need a shortstop. I, I, wait, no, they do need a shortstop. I'm, I'm delusional right now. I'm thinking of someone else because Jose Iglesias ain't cutting it over there anymore. I don't think, uh, gosh, what is his name? Uh, Peraza? Yeah. And then they have Dietrich playing second and uh, Eugenio Suarez, who very under the radar had a very, very good year. He had like 48, 49 tanks. <laughs> Look at this one. Dodgers, two years, $16 million for Drew Poopy Pants Pomerantz. <laughs> Oh, Pomeranz. Anybody willing to take Drew Pomeranz is, uh, you think he should have been in that eighth inning role instead of Clayton Kershaw? What would have happened there? They would have given up about 17 more runs than they did. Oh, here's one for you for the Angels. Wade Miley, two years, 16 million. He's an arm? He's an arm. I'll take him. <laughs> so, my, my final take before we wrap this up for free agents, my personal picks as opposed to MLB trade rumors, who I've lost all respect for after, <laughs> after reading that article. I've been following them since I was eight years old, but after that article, it just went to, to shite. Uh, Garrett Cole, obviously, the Angels going to be involved. The Astros say they're going to try and go after him, though they know they're not going to match any of the other offers. Yeah. The Yankees go out of their way, like CeCe Sabathia says. Sign him 250, 275. You need a big arm. You need to solidify that rotation. As bad as the offense was, and it was the offense that killed them in that ALCS against the Astros, they need pitching. See, the Angels are going to make an equal push, though, because they need pitching just as much. And with that Calhoun option getting declined, Joe Dell's coming up. We're declining Didi Gregorius' option. How much was that one worth? $17.5 million? Oh, that's only three and a half more than Cole Calhoun's. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Eye yeah. for an eye. Cole Calhoun, D.D. Gregorius. I'm, I'm going to miss Cole Calhoun. I'm going to miss Cole Calhoun. We're never going to hear that again. I know. feels bad. It's just going to be number 17, Cole Calhoun. Yeah. Uh, I think Steven Strauss, but like, let's say the Yankees just... George Steinbrenner rises from the dead. We land Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg to go along with Luis Severino, James Paxton, 
and probably Tanaka as the number five. We are back, baby. Well, Will it happen? No. No. Garrett Cole, maybe. Garrett Cole, maybe. If we overpay for him. Like, I, I know this is the bias in both of us. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but I, Garrett Cole has too many ties to the Angels, and we just re-signed his personal catcher. Um, but what about Strasburg, I think? Padres. Padres is like a fit made in heaven. Yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, what about... You can, you, I'll put the Davis Forge stamp of satisfaction on that. The big happening. baby, not so Glenn, Davis Ford approval. Yep. yep. Um, what about position players? Who was the one? Rendon. I think the Mets make a run at him again. I think. I mean, I'm not going to complain if it happens. Yeah, they'll make room for him. So solidify that offense. Yeah. If we get Rendon, look out, folks. All right. That'll do it for episode 100 and something of the O Show presented by TickPick. Remember, Davis, go to TickPick.com if you're looking for tickets. GC Arena. Looking for tickets. You have the Havocs Pass, so you don't need the tickets. Yeah. yeah. We just finished up doing Believe in GCU moments ago. That will be out tomorrow, too. Uh, but if you ever need a discount on tickets, go to TickPick.com. Type in the promo code OSHO10. It's all caps. OSHO. That's O-S-H-O-W-10. For $10 off your next order at TickPick. Again, no hidden fees. If you want to buy a ticket for $10, it's going to be $10. Ten big ones. Unless you use the promo code. Yeah, then it's zero. Zero, zero dollars. $10 off at TickPick.com. And Mecca Nutrition, Bakersfield, California. You're from Bakersfield. Shout out 661. You ever think about using uh, protein products? I will now. Protein shakes, you'll get $20 off if you use the yeah. promo code OSHO20. That's capital O-S-H-O-W-20. Get $20 off your next order at Mecca Nutrition. Mecca Nutrition. Build a better you. Sign us off. Hit it, Hootie. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.